The warmest of greetings to you and welcome to Happily Ever Teaching, where we help you enthrall your learners in every subject under the sun using the best teaching method known to science, storytelling. To do this, we feature special guest educators who are passionately keen for your children to become amazing and successful human beings. I am storyteller Chip Cahoon, and with me this week is... Hello, I'm Helen. I'm a reception and year one teacher in a very small school um, near Milton Keynes. And hi, I'm Bex. I am a Hugh Stage 2 teacher in a two-form entry primary school in Cambridgeshire. And today we are exploring physical education and religious education learning outcomes with this week's folktale from Ethiopia. You can listen to the story by downloading our sister podcast, Fables and Fairy Tales, or search our website, epictales.co.uk, for The Distant Fire. There you can stream a video of me telling the story for your children, and if you sign up as an epic educator, you'll also get a copy as an ebook or paperback illustrated by the hugely talented Heather Zeta Rose. You can download the full audiobook anytime and even pick up some tips for telling the story yourself. Right now, though, let's continue our discussion with Helen and Bex here, and we are going to be looking at,、um, well, Ari, I think, with the、um, older children, so seven plus.、Um, but I, I think we'll start with the, the physical education, because we don't get enough physical education on this podcast.、Um, but I feel, given that we've been having a story、uh, set in wintertime, that、um, you know, sh- shivering is quite <laughs> physical, and, and it'll be good to get moving to, to keep us all warm. So let, let's start with some PE, shall we? Okay, so. Slightly tenuous link for PE, but I thought it was a relevant one. It also links to、uh, PSHE. We were about,、um, you know, thinking about endurance. So I thought, as、um, Abel has to climb a mountain, I thought it'd be very interesting to get the children to climb some hills. And for this, hopefully, got, you could go into the local area, depending on where you are.、Um, I'm very fortunate where my school is. We can walk into the countryside and find a few hills, gentle hills, but still hills to climb.、Hmm. And I thought the children could. You know, discuss how they're going to move up it first. Are they going to walk or are they going to run up it? And which would be the most sensible idea? And、um, just have a bit of fun getting to the top of the hill and then getting them to start again at the bottom and just, you know, getting that physical exercise and they're learning、yeah. about endurance and teaching them about how to keep going because Abel had to climb a mountain、mm. and a mountain, our children probably don't often climb mountains. So I thought getting our PE lesson into, you know, outside of the school into a A real, a real context,、yeah. and learning, learning about stamina because part of part of PE is stamina and learning about the effects that exercise has on our body. So really getting the children to notice what happens if they walk up the hill, what happens if they run up the hill,、mm. how are they feeling on the third time up the hill, how, what's their body doing, at what point do they actually have to stop, but at what at what point can they push themselves to keep going? And I thought just to help motivate them because it's it's hard hard work, you know, climbing a hill. You could turn this into a sponsored activity for something, yeah,、uh, because that might give them the motivation to keep going while also learning learning about endurance and stamina and how their bodies feel after exercise and how how they probably are tired, but also they probably feel pretty good having made it to the top of the hill for、yeah. the third time or something. It could be that、um, this is a, a warm up activity to a sponsored activity as well. So、oh, um, yes. if, if you Were to stretch out over a number of days on the first day,、um, let them think about how they want to get to the top of the hill. They could go as fast as they like and see how many times they're able to make it. Second day, 
see what happens if they start slower. Are they able to get more trips up and down and kind of yeah. do it as an experiment? Again, an experiment with the purpose that you've you've both mentioned uh, being an, an essential ingredient in in education. It's it's just as essential in PE as well. So yeah, they could be actually training themselves to perform as best as possible during the sponsored activity. I like that idea. And it's also a bit of an investigation as well, isn't it? A bit of an investigation into yeah. what is the best way the best way to go up this hill and how, how are we going to get the best out of it? Grand. Fantastic. Uh, well, we have um, had a lot of help um, building up our bodies then in the, the younger years, but we're going to go to the older years to enhance our, well, I suppose our spirit, is it, if we're looking at Ari? Yes. I was just like really struck by... Um, Obviously, the fire, hence the you know distant fire. We've got fire is a big theme in the story, and then just thinking about um, the importance of kind of like fire to make so that Abel could see it. So that was the whole mm. point that he'd be able to see the fire, and that's because it was light, and the light obviously being the absence of darkness. So thinking about the importance of light. Um, obviously, we just had Christmas. We got lots of fairy lights and mm -hmm. lots of lights around us, and just I was just thinking, why is light significant in in the different faiths that we study because light plays quite a big part in lots of um, lots of the world faiths and religions. So actually getting the children to research, to giving them that big question. I, I always love a question um, where you don't necessarily know where the children are going to take it and how they're going to present it and how what they're going to uncover and the things that they're going to find out. Mm. So I'd probably just ask them the question, why is light significant for different faiths and get the children to research it and then present it in any way they like. Because I've I've been reading quite a lot about having children having choice of how they um, show you what they've learnt. So mm. not always making it a writing outcome particularly yes, in the foundation yeah. subjects so um i've taught the year six that I te i'm teaching now is year two um and i still remember vividly one session we were doing a geography lesson actually and i said present your ideas however you want and one group of it was surprising because it was a group of boys did a dance about the different ways polar animals moved oh, and it wow. just like Brilliant. blew my mind <laughs> because i i never would have thought they would have one, wanted to dance in front of everybody and two, think about oh. it. So I just think that whole, this is your question, you can mm -hmm. present your learning in any way you want to. Um, so whether it's a report or a poster or a, um, a dance or a piece of music, just bringing the whole curriculum, I guess, together. And I, I just think light's so significant. And, it is, yeah. um, and it's also written about in lots of books that we um, find. So it's important at Christmas time with the mm -hmm. star for the Christian faith. So just thinking what uh, significance does it carry in our other faiths and getting the children just to research and then present what they found out. Yeah, and I guess the right they time do that. of year for that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's that's actually also th thinking what you said there about um, choosing how you express yourself. That's that's exactly what we do for the epic challenges um, on our website as well. We we make sure that children can um, share their creativity in their preferred way because um, mm -hmm. you're always going to get the best from them if they are um, choosing their own method of expression, and it's not always going to be the same. Um, I'm yeah. sure those those children wouldn't have danced um, for everything that they were doing, and and it gives them the opportunity to then put some critical thinking into yeah what what they think is going to be their best way of expressing this particular subject matter, um, which in a way is is quite a good um, theme for an RE subject as well, um, because there's that element of um, discovering yourself and choice and so on. Mm. So, yeah. yeah, and I guess free will as well runs through quite mm. a lot of 
quite a lot of faith as well. So actually you've got the right to make the decision. The discussion of it does, certainly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Speaking of, actually, could you um, or or would you uh, consider exploring what religion um, Abel and Hakim may well have had? Well, and and probably Panya as well. So thinking about, obviously, Mm. the... I guess it would link it back to our geography discussions as well. So where in the world were they? What, mm-hmm. as in Ethiopia, where is that? Let's locate it as a country. Let's discuss the differences and the similarities between our country and um, Ethiopia. And then also you can look at the different faiths in yeah. um, in Ethiopia. And do you think they are all the sa- have the same beliefs? Do you think they've got different beliefs because of the way they behave? Because often mm. you say that a mark of having a faith is that somebody can notice something in you so actually do we notice anything in their characteristics linking back to i guess uh, as well we could start it with the friendship discussion so what makes them what makes us think that person is a good friend what makes us think they might have a certain set of beliefs and how do we Mm. how's the author telling us that so yeah it'd be really fascinating i must admit i have no idea by the way what religion they may well have been in ethiopia because um i mean this probably would have been pre-abrahamic religions i I certainly doubt they would have you know had any interaction with Mm. jews it would have been pre-christianity and and islam certainly i I think bex might be doing a quick google (laughs) I, i am um let's see what it says um Lots of things that I don't understand. So maybe we can make maybe we can make that an epic challenge for teachers listening in. If anybody can tell us. Yeah. there's, I mean, there's a lot of information, but then it's. I just feel like I, I, I would give the wrong information yeah, by not yeah. having the time to look through it properly. <laughs> well, it, it talk, in in the Google it talks about lots of um, tribal. It would be tribal faiths. Yeah, um, I can imagine yeah. it and would tribal. be. And of course, this that, that would have been around the time that the ancient Egyptians were um, yeah. having all of their um, animal gods and so on. So. Probably something yeah, very is, similar. It does say that the um, African faiths were very. It was very linked to Egyptian. That yeah. does kind of oh, make there, sense. There you go. There you go. You learn something new every day. Every day's a school day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's all we have time for today, folks. If you try out any of these ideas, or if you'd like us to help you teach a topic you are soon to cover with your young learners, please let us know on social media using at teachhappily, or leave us a review using your favourite podcast app. Please also share this podcast with your colleagues and help us start a story-led revolution in classrooms around the world so children everywhere can receive learning that is effective, lifelong and enjoyable at the same time. Tomorrow, Abel and Hakeem will help us teach design and technology, art and music. But right now, it only remains for us to say cheerio and we hope to hear your story soon. So... Cheerio! Cheerio. And And we we hope hope to hear your your story story soon. soon!